Welcome back to Decadorks. We're the 12-sided guys. We have Scott as Ornan. At your service. Sabrina as Sylvie. Oh, hello. Jordan as Magrim. You are most welcome. Matt as Guy. That is my name. Don't wear it out. And me, Paul, as the nice guy who let our players level up the manticore. Is this the one we're going with? Manticore? <laughs> I, I, looked it, I looked it up, and there's like a bunch of different businesses and other like streamers and things that are named manticore. So it wasn't as original as I thought. <laughs> well, for this intro, we're going to call you the manticore because it's already written. As the, nice guy, <laughs> as the nice guy who let our players level up the manticore. C-O-R-P-S, till level five. Psst, come here. Come here. A little closer. Okay. Closer. All right. Too close. Too close. Too close. Sorry, our nose is touched. What did you have for lunch? It smells delicious. (laughs) I had boat cub thing. Boat cub thing. Cup bop. Cup bop. I don't want anyone else to overhear this. See, they think I'm being nice by letting them level up to level five, but really, now that they have more skills, attacks, and HP, I can raise the challenge level exponentially. Have fun with your two attacks when you're turned to a stone by a gorgon, or hey, there's something we haven't seen for a while fireball. <laughs> shh, 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 not so loud. <laughs> This is our little secret. Oh. So as I was saying, <laughs> leave a review, become a patron, and buy something. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if you felt the challenge rating was set a little too high as you wandered through Yee's, then this podcast is for you. It's Chorus of the Forsaken, episode 14. It is not YS. It's not Ys. It is Yeez. I thought really? it was Yeez or Ease. I thought it was Ease. I always said Ease in my head. So it's Yeez. And the problem is the apostrophe is not supposed to be there. It is YS. That's it. That's still the, I don't know if that's the problem. It's still a, it's still a single letter followed by an S. <laughs> I don't know that I can trust you on any naming conventions anymore after this whole Frankenstein, Frankenstein's hey, you know, mom. <laughs> I went to YouTube and I listened to like a 30-minute podcast about Yeez. So. <laughs> uh, thank you for joining us last week as we took a little break and joined into a random saved game. Uh, but we are back now in Vio Severia. Uh, right where we left off last time, basically outside of the ruin uh, where our players, uh, the Manticore, no, we're not going with that one, that's right, we changed our mind, uh, where they <laughs> went through this dungeon, this ruin, and found multiple treasures and even solved a bit of a puzzle. We are now joining our players um, as they recuperate and rest outside of the ruin, along with all of the people they've been traveling with in this caravan. And as they sit around the fire, we have Dilar, we have Tobias, Gardenia, Ryla, Calden. Uh, we have the wrapped up Serena, Selena, Sabrina. We have this family off to the side, um, and we have our players. Serena, Selena, Sabrina sounds like a 50s doo-wop <laughs> But as you all are sitting around the fire, a certain uh, shorter member of your group uh, writes a letter. Kino, 
It's only been a few days, but already so many exciting things have happened. I've enclosed the tooth of a manticore. That's that big bump that you felt in the letter before you opened, and by the time you're reading this, you've probably already been playing around with it, maybe even lost it. <laughs> anyway, it was the tooth of a manticore. We first, when we started camping out that uh, second night, third night, we, uh... We were attacked by a couple of these fellers, and, and we, we rightly fought them off. The battle was dangerous, uh, but we, we survived. And I plucked out a tooth for you. But you'll never believe what else happened. We also, uh, we found the bloody tracks of an old friend. We followed him deep into a, a crypt of, of an old queen of some sorts or some other. Used to live here in this land, well, a long time ago. But you'll never believe this part. Some of the statues actually came to life. They were swiping at us and, and attacking us while we were moving along. Now, we, we also tried to solve a puzzle. Well, we were mostly successful with that. We found some money down there. Now, when I, when I arrive in Redlam, I'll find a way to have most of this sent out to you, you and your mother. Now, make sure that Gemma sets a lot of it aside for you when you get older so that you can buy yourself a little place and, and maybe start your own little business. Look forward to these letters, and, and hopefully, as often as I can, a little bit of money along with each one. Yours always, Uncle Ornan. Oh. As you are all sitting around this uh, campfire outside these ruins, um, we'll say this is a little bit later in the night. People have already kind of eaten. You've kind of explained... Uh, well, first, I think maybe we need to figure out what all you did tell to everybody. So um, all that all that Guy said was, don't open the doors. <laughs> Ryla's like, uh, why not? What's going on? I'm pretty sure that whoever opens that doors is going to get crushed by a giant stone fist. Or a stone sword or were they steel? Oh, I uh, can't remember. Steel sword wielded by giant stone fist. There we go. Okay, uh, so you know, there's some questions like, what was down there? What did you find? Uh, Tobias seems interested. Gardenia seems interested. A couple of vases and some tiny statues. That's all. Yes, let me let me hand you these these three vases we found and this uh, this uh, statue made out of stone. And maybe you can put these. Oh, I was just gonna say I wouldn't minimize our uh, our conflict, Guy. We did fight that that giant stone creature for these gorgeous vases they must be worth something <laughs> they're very old and i'm sure they could fetch a fetch a price for uh for the duke baron for the baron <laughs> the, oh uh, thank you I, I duke is the name of the baron's dog that's right that's <laughs> right all right you hand over these uh these priceless he artifacts guards <laughs> <laughs> No, that's Major. Never mind. Major is the president's dog. It's well, no. Now they're having issues with the next one, the Commander. <laughs> oh my gosh! So I gave him three of the five vases I found and the three stone statues. So I kept the gold one and I kept two vases. All right. Yeah. Tobias and Gardenia walk off a little bit, and they uh, they they kind of find a, a place to keep them relatively safe in the wagon that's full of other treasures. As you guys are sitting around this campfire talking with people. Calden is interested in what's going on. Dilar wants to hear all of the all of the stories like a you know like a, any you know 10-year-old kid would want to would want to hear. Um, you have people starting to uh, bed down for the night as you guys are um, 
as you guys are uh, sitting around the campfire, you also have Serena who's wrapped up. She begins to stir a little bit. She's not awake yet, but she begins to stir. And um, Tobias and Ryla are talking. And uh, then Tobias turns back towards the group. He says, all right, uh, we need to have watches uh, as we've had every night since. We just kind of skipped it because we, we weren't actually role-playing every night. Um, who should take the first watch? Do we have volunteers for the first watch? I'll take the first watch. And who will watch with Guy? I think uh, Kaladin should definitely uh, watch with Guy. I think I think that that would be a great idea. Okay, Kaladin says, "Yeah, I'll 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 stay up with Guy." And and second watch. I can take the second watch. Make sure make sure Kaladin and Guy didn't get up to anything too crazy. <laughs> Whatever do you mean? And Dealer was like, "Yeah, what do you mean?" Yeah, Sylvie, what do you mean? <laughs> Who will watch with Sylvie? So, uh, actually, Sylvie, can you make a can you make a um, an insight check to that? I rolled a seventeen. Yeah, you you get that. Uh, uh, Gee may want to talk to you about Calden, but he's not looking to get up and get up to anything tonight. Who? <laughs> <laughs> All right, and who? So, who's going to watch with Sylvie? Well, I I would be happy to. Okay. And third watch? I can take the third watch. All right. And who will watch with uh, Ornan? And uh, Gardenia says, I'll watch with Ornan. Oh, I'm so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, honestly. All right. In fact, hey, hey, everybody, here, I got to do something. Everybody watching the map? Yeah. <gasps> Wait, <gasps> I didn't see it. Nothing's happening for. Oh, oh my goodness. God. She's a queen. Did oh, she level man. up too? Has everybody <laughs> leveled up? So did Gardenia. She cut her hair? Oh my goodness. She got her own custom She token. looks a little bit like Paul Atreides. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> but like hot. I mean, you know. I mean, Paul was hot too. You I know? know, seriously. <laughs> so um, anyway, um, Gardenia leveled up to her own token and not just the generic guard token anymore so guys we gotta level up as many of these people as we can <laughs> seriously <laughs> hey dealer do you want to spar <laughs> dealer's already kind of curled up and, and dozing all right well very good so gardenia will stay up with ornan um all right um everybody starts to wander off and kind of go to sleep is there anything that anybody wants to talk about before like watches start while you guys are all still awake well maybe we should have a quick conversation about some of the Things that happened down there. Just us. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Calvin's like, um, oh, okay. I, I guess I can, I'll just go, just wake me when, when you're ready to start our watch. I'll, I'll just rest my eyes for a bit. And he goes over and lays down on his, um, on his bedroll. Dealer is already fast asleep. The family has all kind of tucked down, um, uh, tucked away for the night. So is it just us at this point? Um, Ryla and Tobias are kind of talking over in the corner, but yeah, you guys are just uh, just the four of you, um, and um, it looks like uh, Serena is also right there close by, but she's still unconscious. Okay. I will say to everybody, I've been thinking about it over the past few days, and, uh, and this isn't a whisper. I don't know how much I feel I can trust Calden. Because of his mother? Uh, not just because of his mother. His mother was so obviously guilty. 
The more I think back on it, the more I think it could have been staged. I don't know. I don't know. I think maybe I'm just overthinking everything, but... Didn't he also suggest trying to burn it down? Yes. But he's also the one who was insistent on getting down there. Let me tell you what I've been thinking. Okay, let me tell you what I've been thinking. Every couple of years, he could come back, kill his mother's current lover, and then go away. Sneaking, whatever. He very easily could have been the one to kill the servants before, even before I met with him down in the basement to try to unlock that that safe. I just, I know so much of the evidence pointed to his mother, but if this were, I don't know, a Law and Order episode, they would say, objection circumstantial. <laughs> That's true. I, I don't know, though. It seems strange that he would uh, wait to the second night to kill all those uh, servants and stuff. He wouldn't have known that you weren't going to bust in the first night. I didn't make it into the vault. I don't know. I don't know. I just... Anyway, honestly, I just want to be done with the Silver Crests. And I think I'm just going to let him sleep tonight and, and do a watch by myself. See if Serena's maybe rousing and maybe I'll get some information from her. Well, I think a bit of caution is, is always wise, especially in a situation like this where um, worshipping an evil god is, is uh, yeah, it's a little scary. Yeah. And I know that our listeners are going to hate that I don't think Calden and I are ever going to get married, but... Wait, when you turned that direction, who were you looking at? <laughs> Who's over there <laughs> that you were talking to? Enemies to lovers! Anyway, so that's just what I'm... That's what I'm... That's what I'm feeling. And like I said, I'm feeling torn. I'm feeling extremely paranoid. I don't know if it's just in my head or if I'm overreacting, but for right now, that's how I feel, and I... I'm ready to get to Redlam and, and move on. Well, should we divvy up some of these items we found? We don't know what they do yet. I wanted to do this away from uh, Tobias. Who's taking a watch together? Are either of you taking a watch together? I'll be taking a watch with Sylvie. Maybe you two could take a look at the items while it's just the two of you. But again, I think that we should keep them secreted away. Just so that... I like Tobias, but I also don't want him to try to claim anything from this area because it technically is potentially in the Baron's lands and could potentially be, you know, owned by him legally or whatever. Yeah, we can just keep him in my backpack till we're ready to pull him out. Yeah, no, I'd be happy to, to inspect those on during my watch. That would be very exciting. Okay, well, that's all I have. Anybody... Anything else? Anybody wants to, anybody else giving anybody the creeps? I know that old lady is creepy, but it's, maybe it's just because she's old and old people are scary. Well, it also looks like the dungeon master used the different uh, AI software to generate that token. <laughs> <laughs> it does appear to be a very different style. Oh, it's definitely. Oh, she is a lot oh, older God. than I thought. How old is this one, Paul? Thirty-five. I told you. <laughs> Why is her face melting? I'm pretty sure I described her as venerable. I yes. said venerable. <laughs> yes, venerable by after having th acid thrown on her face. Good yes. grief! Those growths on her cheek are venerable. Hey. Paul, can you give us a can you give us a mail token uh, next time that we can really criticize their looks? <laughs> oh <my laughs> I'm feeling a little uncomfortable here. 
<laughs> Look at this guy. He's going bald. Womp womp. He looks like his name should be Brian, and I know I'm married to a Brian, but he looks like a guy whose name is Brian. No, this guy, that guy's name is Henry. Henry the, uh, Henry I know, the... I almost didn't swipe right on Tinder because Brian Henry was Skinner, us. we said. <laughs> Did you just say you almost didn't swipe right because the name Brian is yes. <laughs> That's great. That's so good. I love it. All right. Well, um, yeah. Uh, anything else anybody wants to say before we separate? I'll see if Serena rouses. Maybe she'll have some information about what happened and I can fill her in on kind of steering clear of Tobias. Honestly, I don't know if he would care. He was pretty forgiving. Yeah, you get the impression, I think you all got the impression, he was so focused on figuring out how to save his own skin from like the, uh, by getting the money for the taxes, that he overlooked a lot of things. Yeah, I still don't think it's anything we want to flaunt, though. Right. Yeah, why don't you guys make insight checks? I mean, you guys probably already thought of this, but just make an insight check. Or or passive, what's your passive insight? Oh, yeah, let's use some passives. That's uh, an 11. Passive insight's 13 for Ornan. For Mogram, it's 17. Ooh. Sylvia's 10. Um, I would say Ornan and um, Mogram. I think the same thought uh, passes both of your minds that, um, yeah, Tobias is distracted now, but that doesn't mean he will always be distracted. Correct? And so, um, you know, at this point in time, he is overlooking a lot of things, but doesn't mean he's not remembering what's going on. So does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I know we've all had a discussion back at the, the all the way in about some of the things we can all do. Maybe um, I've seen things that you guys can do that really rightly just confuse me. Yeah, you have a pet ghost worm. Oh, <laughs> Ephos. Yeah, she's harmless. No, she's not. I've seen her bite people. <laughs> <laughs> She's harmless. <laughs> That's like I, I'd rather have a purple worm than whatever Mogram has. Yes. <laughs> That's terrifying. That hinky punk is horrifying. But he's very cute. Yes, he steals people's souls, but he's a very cute one. Where does he put the soul? Like when he pulls it out, he rips it up. And uh, where is he putting it? Um, he's so I don't know. I've never in his asked overall him. bib. <laughs> Is that why he's carrying a, a knife and fork? He's just gobbling up the soul? Yum, 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 yum. <laughs> <laughs> no, here's the thing. Prancival is cute. Hinky Punk is disturbing. This is true. Hey, um, Sylvie, do you happen to have some kind of a strange, ethereal, magical-based creature that you can also summon? I don't. Um, Sucks to be you. It kind of does, actually. <laughs> Wait, I thought that was one of the requisites to be part of this group. <laughs> I was trying to think of a good name for our party, and all I'm coming up with is the magical animal summoners, but that doesn't work if Sylvie can't do it. Well, I one time had this dream... That I was really close to a badger, but it was ripped away from me in the dead of night <laughs> by a cruel and uncaring god. I'm a god? That's a, thank you. Thank you so much. I mean, in this game, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's all, right. all right. Well, while I'm doing my watch tonight, because I think, I think that, uh, um, I think we were right when we think, when we said that the manticores, mantic, the manticorps, um, were, were the, 
the primary predators in this area. So tonight we're probably not going to face any danger from predators. Maybe scavengers coming after the corpses, who knows, but I'm going to try to keep a close eye on the inhabitants of the camp tonight. Specifically Kaladin or anybody else we should keep an eye out for? Again, that old lady, but I don't want to be like super shallow and and chauvinist. (laughs) (laughs) I do want to talk, well, I mean, I know she's not feeling well, but Selena, Sabrina, Serena, uh, I do want to know what she was doing or what she discovered down in that those that area. Well, I'm worried she she probably just went there for some for some cover when the Manticore were fighting or maybe trying to eat her. But I could be wrong. All right. Well, as you guys kind of wind down your conversation, it's getting harder and harder to have a private conversation as other people stop talking and it gets quieter and quieter out here in the shadow pines um, as you are camping for the night outside of these ruins. For our first watch, we have Guy and Calden. Now, Guy, you had said that you were going to let Calden sleep and you were going to keep watch by yourself. Is that something you still would like to do? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, um, you kind of walk around. Um, so you guys have lit like torches and, and you keep them like stuck in the ground around. So one of the things you have to do is walk around and make sure the torches stay lit, replace torches that might um, go out over time, uh, make sure there's nothing like sneaking up on the horses who are just a little ways off. And apparently I also need to make sure that I'm consistently, you know, capturing my urine for... Uh... <laughs> For Mugrim to science. use. Don't worry oh, yeah. about it. You mean that wasn't just part of that crazy fever dream? <laughs> that that that's the true part. <laughs> well, actually, that is how they used to make phosphorus stuff way back in the day. Was boiling down urine. Oh gosh. Um, well, um, so um, Guy, as you are walking around and keeping an eye out, I would like you to make either perception or survival check. All right, I made a perception check and I got a thirteen. 13 perception as you are um walking around uh i'd say this is not your first time doing um doing a watch and like keeping an eye on all the people who are here maybe it's just because you're a little bit more on edge about calvin as you've been thinking things through um you are acutely aware of people who are not sleeping restfully um i think instinctively you know that's not that big of a deal. You're, they're sleeping on the floor. It's raining. It is fantasy fall at this point. Um, I guess it's just autumn. I mean, I guess it's not fantasy autumn. Fantasy footfall. <laughs> <Yeah>. It is. <laughs> gosh. It is. Um, it's autumn uh, at this point. It's the beginnings of autumn, but it's getting cold and it's been a rainy and muddy journey. At this point, you're under some trees, so you're staying kind of dry, but you notice that there are a few people who are not really sleeping restfully um tossing and turning tobias is one of them calden is one of them uh you notice that um the young girl who's part of the family uh she tosses and the the old lady who is with them as well she does not seem to be sleeping restfully everybody else seems to be sleeping pretty pretty well um at one point gi as you're walking around by yourself I think you're just kind of walking uh, over to look at the um, at the horses, and suddenly um, you feel something slip. And at first, you're not sure what it is, and you start reaching for your your waist. You're like, "Did my sword fall out? What happened?" And you realize as you're reaching, your book, the book you carry on your hip, slides off of your belt and hits the ground. 
That's all. Ugh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you look down and you see that your book is lying there on the ground. Um, it's kind of hit on its spine and it opened up. All right. I'm going to uh, pick up the book and uh, go nearer to a torch and kind of see what page it's opened to. I will say this for our listeners. There's plenty in this book that Guy has not been able to piece out. Peace <laughs> <laughs> Peace oh. out, yo. <laughs> Thanks. He's not been Thanks. <laughs> that was my Kip Dynamite impression. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> there's plenty in this book that he hasn't been able to figure out. It's written in multiple dialects over what appears to be generations of a family that, that kind of had this in their in their possession, and. Um, so he's basically only so far been able to figure out the most recent entries in this book. So is, he's interested to see what page it opens to. Yeah, as it as you go and you look at the torchlight, um, this is a page that you don't remember reading before. It is a basically a pretty much a blank page, except for written at the bottom um, is a name. And it's written in a kind of an elegant handwriting. It's definitely not your handwriting. This is like an elegant script, almost almost calligraphy. And the name is Draven Hartwood. Draven Hartwood. Let me write that down. Yes, D-R-A-V-E-N-H-A-R-T-W-O-O-D. Do I recognize that name? I'm not even going to make you roll. No, you do not recognize that name. Interesting. Do I recognize the handwriting that this name is written in from elsewhere in the book? Um, make a history or investigation check. Okay, I rolled a 12 history. It looks... Um, so um, I'll say that it doesn't look like anyone's specific that you can pin down, but you get like a... Just the way that the letters are written with the curly cues and the, and the serif whatever i don't know i don't whatever the, the the feet and the edges and everything um it looks to be um not modern it's it's like the 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 letters are not written the way that somebody would write them modern uh, in modern days right so instead of like a, instead of a th they use the thorn yeah yeah something like that or they use they use like the cursive z to represent two s's in a row type of thing gotcha would it be approximately something used about 2 to 500 years ago I mean, potentially it could have been, it could could be even older. Okay. Draven Hartwood. Okay. Interesting. More to ponder on. Yeah. Other than that, your watch goes, um, fairly un, um, uh, un, uh, eventful. Uh, you don't even hear the typical like predators that you would hear kind of off in the distance, you know, coyotes howling or, or, um, you know, um, just like the movement of things in the trees, uh, owls owls live here. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the manticore, uh, very territorial and um, definitely kept this place uh, for themselves. Did Serena wake up more or is she still just stirring? She's still just stirring. She's still just like she, she's another one who's who's not sleeping restfully. Then when my turn is over, I'll go um, uh, kind of nudge Magrim on his boot. Hey, Magrim, it's your turn to watch. Oh, it's a time, huh? OK, Magrim gets up. And then I'm going to go over and kneel down gently next to Sylvie and give her a, a gentle little nudge on the shoulder. Sylvie, Sylvie, wake up. Huh. 
you scared me. Don't sneak up oh, on me like that. I was trying so hard to be like super charming. <laughs> <laughs> it's your she's, watch. Good night. She, here she's got like snot dripping down her face, a little bit of drool <laughs> on the pillow. <laughs> Yeah, this is not necessarily a comfortable night of sleep either. I mean, the fire keeps spitting and everything because there is, it's not actively like pouring down rain, but it's just that constant drizzle tonight. Okay. And then I'm going to go over and lay on the uh, kind of the the seat area of the wagon I've been pulling over by where um, Coco and Mibbles are tied up. Yes. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay. Uh, Magram and Sylvie, you are now awake. Do we have the loot to kind of look over. Yes. If that's what we plan on doing. Yeah, I'd say you you, you have the loot. You have, uh, it's it's all still in Ornan's bag, I think, but, or, uh, yeah, you got, you guys have access to it. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, maybe we'll go over there and kind of uh, grab a few things so we can kind of look them over and maybe see if together we can suss out some of the things that they can do. Perfect. Okay. You seem like you know a lot about this, Magram. I feel like we're together we can really figure out what these things are meant to meant to do. Yes, I feel like between your arcana and my arcana, perhaps we can, uh, you know, gain some favorable dice rolls. <laughs> perhaps we arcana gain some favorable I dice rolls. I was literally just going to say that. <laughs> I was finishing my sip. Sorry, you know sorry say, hey. say it, Sabrina. <laughs> no, Sabrina, be glad you didn't say it. It was terrible. It was terrible. <laughs> All right, let's see. Okay, he yeah, really so, took a bullet for you there. <laughs> yes. All right, so uh, we'll say this: some of the items that uh, you have on on hand from our last time uh, together in main campaign, uh, you have we'll call it the princess's bracelet. You have the queen's scepter. You have the vassal's shield. Those are the three that you got from the statue room that you actually fought the statues. Um, you have the Helmet of the Kneeler, is what we'll call that one. Um, and then you have, um, you determine that the map was not uh, magical, but you do have um, the crown, uh, the, the, kind of the tiara, um, which we will call, uh, what did we call that? Um, oh, the tiara of the Forgotten Queen. And then we have um, the two suits of armor. We have like the the um, the, the studded leather armor, um, and we have the breastplate adorned with uh, uh, images of horses. Breastplate is sick. It is very sick. You guys want to try to figure out what that one does first? Sure. Yeah, I think I think the horses are pretty cool. Gee would like that. <laughs> Why don't you guys make an Arcana check uh, with advantage? One of you make it as you guys are helping each other. Gee uh, we'll is kind of a horse girl. <laughs> with a difficulty fifteen. <laughs> I got a plus seven. Do you want to go or you want me to? Uh, I've got a plus eight. I can try and roll it. Go for it. Uh, da, 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 with advantage, 22. Awesome. Uh, as you are looking at this breastplate, uh, you determine the, the horses must mean something, right? I mean, this armor is spotless after being down in that pit for or in, in the in the ruin for centuries. Um, and you determine that this is a breastplate. It's called... Um, it's called the equine armor, and basically it's a breastplate that gives you advantage to animal handling uh, when you are dealing with horses. So like if you are doing mounted combat and you want to you know, avoid damage for your horse or whatever, this would give you advantage on all those checks. This is interesting. I feel that perhaps Guy or Ornan might be able to benefit from this, um, especially given Guy's proficiency with vehicles land. 
It uh, <laughs> may pair nicely. He has nicely. mentioned that he's very good at that. Yes. But he also said he's good at breaking into safe, so I'm not sure he's his best uh, reporter. <laughs> he's one for one. <laughs> Gosh. Yes, we. I don't know how much we can truly trust of Guy. In fact, I don't think Guy is his name at all. Oh my, scandalous. Scandal indeed. Well, let's see what the cell, what the other stuff is. I'll say that uh, with this, with the, with the amount of time you have on your watch, you can check for two more items. So a total of three items you can try to figure out. So what else strikes your fancy? Um, maybe like the crown and the bracelet. They look probably pretty valuable, or maybe the scepter and the and the crown. I feel like the bracelet would be a good one, just because it it would be a little bit easier to, for us to wear without drawing attention. I'm uh, not sure I can pull off a tiara as easily as I might be able to hide this bracelet. <laughs> what? Wearing this tiara the whole time? <laughs> what? With the no. flag mask. <laughs> Just underneath your hat, right? Um, yeah, no, that's a good point. Let's do the bracelet then. Okay. All right, so uh, make our contact. One of you make it with advantage. Difficulty 15. Do you want to try it this time? No, go for it. That plus one could be make us or break us. Fair enough. Uh, 19. 19. Okay. So uh, we'll call this the princess's bracelet. And this is a silver bracelet. Uh, it's adorned with pearls. And this, uh, it, it, there's, I, I think that judging back on where, where the, um, the bracelet was, it was on this statue of this young woman about ready to dance. A very cute, very kind of uh, charming um, uh uh, young woman that uh, this bracelet actually has three charges and it allows you to cast charm person uh, with each charge a difficulty 13 is the uh, is the save and it's three uh, three charges and then um, at dawn it regains 1d3 uh, expended charges and this does not require attunement oh wait sorry yes no sorry this does require attunement sorry this does require attunement okay well, at least it could win us some friends. Yes. Uh, is this something that might be interesting to you? Uh, yeah, possibly. I mean, I, I do think it would look spectacular on me, to be honest. <laughs> well, uh, why don't you go ahead and carry this one then? All right. I will put that on and start attuning to it. And then what was the last thing you wanted to look at? The helmet? Yes, perhaps the helmet. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Uh, difficulty 15 Arcana. Right. Uh, 21. Okay, um, this is the helmet of the kneeler. Um, this is a helmet that you imagine represents when this queen gave up her crown and became a vassal and became a, a servant and guardian of the of her new liege, um, uh, the king of Meyerlof. Uh, this visored helmet, it's well made, but it's in a style that's not currently in common use. I described it as like a horn skull or like a, a pig nose bassinet. Um, if you want to look that up, Google that. Um, and while you are attuned to this helmet, you gain plus one to your AC. And if you don't have dark vision, you gain dark vision out to 60 feet if you have the visor down. Um, if you already have dark vision, um, then the helmet will actually increase your dark vision range by 60 more feet. Ah, interesting. Uh, we'll have to see how this can perhaps prove useful in the future. And what I need you guys to do is also just kind of um, a general um, hmm, intelligence 
uh, just make an intelligence check, both of you, separately. Uh, Sylvia rolled a 21. Malcolm got a 13. As you guys are um, looking at these different little treasures and things and trying to figure out what they do, you feel pretty good about what you managed to uh, manage to decipher. And as you're spending all this time doing this, uh, Sylvia at one point remembers, oh, crap, yeah, we probably better go and check on the torches and make sure that they all stay lit. Um, so you you did not manage to totally botch your watch. Um, you did uh, keep the torches lit, and you did manage <laughs> to remember that there's a reason why you guys were staying up, and it was not just to look at these uh, treasures. Very good. At this point, your watch is done. Is Serena still asleep? Serena's still asleep. <laughs> Hey, who was who was next? Remind me who we said. It was Ornan and Gardenia. Uh, I, I was next. <clears throat> Talking in my sleep. Okay. <laughs> Sylvie will go over and wrestle Gardenia. Uh, you'll wrestle her? Oh. Rustle. I'll oh, wrestle. I'll wrestle her. <laughs> <laughs> she she sits up. She's like, oh, oh of course. Th- uh, thank you very much, Sylvie. Thank you. And she stands up looking so much mightier and more powerful than she did before. In fact, she's wearing different armor. Like her AC <laughs> went up by two. She got like she got like 28 more hit points and everything. <laughs> wow. <laughs> She went from being a one eighth uh, challenge rating to like a two challenge rating. So that's whoa. Cool. whoa. Yeah. Oh, Watch yeah. her die first in the next combat. <laughs> 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 she survived all this crap that you guys have gone through. All right. Very good. So she wakes up and Ornan, uh, you wake up as well. Oh, well, anything eventful happen? Well, I was sleeping. Uh, well, no, we had a chance to look over some of these artifacts. Fascinating. We discovered some good stuff. That That's quite exciting. Gardenia's all, oh yeah, what'd you find? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. She's still, she's still kind of like getting herself situated as you guys are having this little conversation. We'll have to talk about that on the road. You guys go get some, get some sleep. You deserve it. All right. So now, Orna, it is you and Gardenia. I want you to make um, either perception or survival. As you are doing, Ooh, your I'm better at survival, but I am not great at rolling. I got a nine. Oh, jeez. <laughs> um, as you and Gardenia are kind of walking around doing your rounds, you stay together, you chat. She asks you all about things like, "Oh, well, how did you decide to start making mycelium meat? I didn't know that was even possible." Um, oh, that's that's a delicacy from down in Glivhaven, where I'm from. We grow all sorts of things out of mushrooms. It's Quite tasty. Gl- Glimhaven? I, I don't know where that is. Tell me about it. Well, I'll tell you as much as, as I know. Which, uh, <laughs> let me go and write some background stuff real quick. <laughs> I, I think that the, the point is, is that you and Gardenia just start talking. And, um, you know, you you are both soldiers basically i mean she's a she's Mm -hmm. you know she's a she's a a a mercenary basically but she well she's a soldier for the for the baron right she works for the barony um and you have that history of being a soldier being you know kind of military and um she's very interested in in you and kind of your interests so i think she gets you talking Mm -hmm. and um you start to talk instead of you know do your watch. So sure. with your survival of nine, that is what happens during your watch is you and Gardenia talk. Okay. 
and the sun, you can't see the sun because of the clouds and the rain, but it does start to come up and people start to rouse. Can including... I make an insight check? Because I would have woken up about two hours into their watch. Okay. I want to know, is Gardenia flirting? <laughs> okay. You can make an insight check, yes. Ask me that I got an 18. How, in, how into Orin, Ornin is Gardenia? Uh, Ornin, uh, you, so you sense that Gardenia respects Ornin. That's boring. As a, as a, as a, <laughs> but you are, you are now awake. Is there anything that you want to do during this last like two I'm hours? I'm just listening. I'm just listening to the conversation is all. Ornan would, there is something Ornan would want to say or ask Gardenia before okay. most people are waking up. So in these last couple of weeks that we've known, well, maybe just a week that we've known each other. Um, you've seen some things about me and my friends. I know I'm, I mentioned it below the keep, but um, we really need your discretion on not not talking about what you saw any of us do. She um, she looks down at you. She puts her hand on your shoulder, um, not in a patronizing way, but just like in a, com- a camaraderie way. She says, she says, not Ornan, in a flirtatious way either. <laughs> not in a flirtatious way. Um, she says, you and I have bled together. Uh, Therefore, you and I share a bond, and I would not turn my back on you, someone who has saved my life on more than one occasion in this short amount of time. You have my word that I will not turn my back on you. And then she leans in closer and she says, I cannot say the same necessarily for Tobias. Well, that's rightly what I'm worried about. I, uh... Wouldn't like to see my my friends or me put up on a, a lamplighter spire. So, um, I'm I'm trying to figure out how to how to approach this subject with good old Tobias, or maybe we just kind of disappear once we get to Redlam. She thinks about it for a second. She says, well, "I tell you what, I will be close to Tobias um, until this is all done. If I hear or sense anything." anything uh, that might be a sign that he's turning on you or your friends um, tell me where you are and I will get word to you how does that sound? that sounds wonderful I'll let you know what the the inn is that we find when we get to Redlam fantastic very good okay Uh, the sun comes up you are all waking up and get ready to travel again and I feel so much stronger for some reason. Yes. Does Kaladin say anything about his missed uh, uh, shift? No. Um, it doesn't take anyone with passive perception above a 12 uh, will recognize that Kaladin starts giving side sideways, you know, sidelong glances at Ghee. Um, Not like longing glances, but like, like he's maybe a little confused. Um, but he also doesn't come up to Guy and talk to him about it. No, we don't talk of, about feelings. Yeah, he just kind <laughs> oh. of he just kind of clams up a little bit. Guy doesn't talk about feelings. He talks about horses. <laughs> I wanted to roll an inside to see what Ornan because uh, I wasn't part of the previous conversation, so I just wanted to make sure. And I got a nat twenty. Oh so. my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and nat twenty on insight about Calden. Yeah, just because um, I didn't catch the, I wasn't privy to the conversations between um, Guy and Sylvie, and oh. that uh, Calden 
wasn't woken up and all that. So I just wanted to make sure what I understood. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Calden, uh, you, you just sense that Calden felt like he was on sure footing and now he is moving about the camp and the rest of the day as someone who's not sure where he stands anymore. Does that make sense? Well, well also at the same time, because we're still riding in the same wagon for two more days. So uh, Guy would definitely say, oh, you look so tired. I just let you sleep. Why don't you make a deception check? I'm good at them. Uh, it's a 17. Um, Calden kind of nods. He says, ah, yeah, it's been rough traveling. It's been rough sleeping with all the rain, and I just have never been much of a, a, a traveler. Uh, I prefer the city life. I'm looking forward to getting to Redlam. And then the conversation kind of turns, and things kind of ease out a little bit. Um, we are going to jump forward in time. During that time that we're jumping forward, though, um, yes. Guy absolutely falls in love with Coco and Mibbles. <laughs> All right, like also, Principal's uh, sitting on the on the driver's seat next to him, and he's not even paying any attention to cute little Principal. It's all about the horses. Gotcha. Well, we are going. Oh, Principal! Well, Principal is uh, Dilar and Principal have uh, just created this uh, this bond. Uh, you see that Dilar also has been playing. There's this other um, this other child here on the caravan. This young girl uh, who's part of this family from Knuckle Creek. Um, it seems like Dilar and her might know each other, or at least in passing, because they're both from Knuckle Creek. Um, and they start playing together a little bit on the trip, um, you know, walking alongside the wagons or talking together inside the wagon um, and playing with Pranciful as well. Um, as we fast forward, um, late on that next day of travel, so this will be a total of day four out of Baragrad, um, Serena wakes up. Um, she, her eyes flutter open. She starts reaching for the bandages that are on her face. Um, she is in the wagon with you, uh, with you all. Tobias and uh, Gardenia are in a wagon behind you. And then Ryla and that family are in the wagon uh, in front of you. So you guys are kind of in the middle. Um, and Serena starts to wake up, starts to, oh, where, where am I? What's going on? And she starts reaching for the, um, the, the gauze and things that you have put over her face to kind of try to hide her. Short of cutting her hair, that was the best disguise you guys had. Good to see you, Serena. Glad you're awake. Oh, she's awake. Serena, welcome back to the land of the living. Oh, the last I remember, I was... I was trying to set up a camp and... You're not supposed to travel alone, but... I came out of nowhere. I heard the, the roars and I didn't know where it was coming from and suddenly they were on me and lions with with wings and scorpion tails but no poison for some reason I don't know why <laughs> and, and they're called manticores C-O-R-P-S yes. yeah. <laughs> and they look like this and Guy's gonna hold up one of the skins in the back of the of the cart that they got skinned off yeah yeah you guys got two skins yeah two, two full skins so like horse size or cow size skins of these lions with these wings and um so yes that was them I I tried to get away, but I, I, I got into that ruin, and and then I, I, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't stay awake any longer, and I, I fell asleep, and I thought I was done for. So, I, I suppose I have you to thank for rescuing me. I mean, if you want to put it like that, that's not how I would have said it, but. <laughs> yeah, it basically saved your life. Yeah. It was a team effort, and we are glad that you're back with us. She look. She kind of like looks around, and she's like, "Why is my, 
Did I? Is my eye damaged? Uh, like, what did? What happened to my face? How close is Tobias? Tobias, he's in a wagon, um, probably about 15 feet ahead of you. There's the creaking of the wagons. There's the rain coming down. It's you can whisper and not be worried about being overheard. Well, this was an idea of Magrams, I think, to keep your identity a secret from good old Tobias back there. So we'll we'll keep those on until we get to Redlam and we can get you to some uh, a safe distance away from him. She kind of like she she gets a little bit um, uh, scared and she's like, Tobias is here with the the tax collector, the one who I shot at. Yeah, the one who pushed you off a balcony. <laughs> Yes, it is better if you perhaps keep that bandage over your face and I will continue to treat you as though I were, I'm your physician. I think you'll be fine. You don't have any wounds on your head, but you may still be recovering from all of that has transpired. Yes, uh, she starts looking around. She's like, do you have my bag? Do you, did you did you gather my things? I, I have a letter to Brenneth that I must send. Oh, oh. Wait, no, wait, wait, Brenneth was... No, it's, yeah, it's, wasn't this guy Henry or something? Henry, Brenneth was the tanner, the skinner. Oh, Brenneth, oh. <laughs> I've, been, I've been having an affair with Brenneth. <laughs> no. You're going to Tuckle Creek. No it's, uh. no, it's Henry. That's right, that's right. Um, I, have a, I have a letter that I must send to Henry. Um, and I know and, we and saw then, the letter, but I don't know that we picked up her pack. Oh, I'm sure we wouldn't I, I'm have sure left you it, did. Yeah, okay. it, was, it was up there on the ruin. Um so you reacquaint her with her pack, and then after you talk to her for a little bit, she decides that she's going to pretend to still be out of it so that she doesn't have to answer any questions from anybody else um, uh, throughout the rest of the trip. That happens on the end of the first night, um, or on the end of the first day of travel. Um, on the uh, that la- Which is the fourth day total. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> on, that happens on the evening of the fourth day of travel out of Barograd, and you camp for the night. Um, in um, a small town, a uh, small little village, very small, um, and the village is called uh, da, 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 the village is called uh, Bayman, B-A-M-I-N. It's this small little village. the The road that you're on crosses over a little bridge across a creek. There's a pond there, and then there is this small collection of houses, maybe like ten or fifteen houses uh, that are built there, kind of right along the lake. Um, and it's, you know, forested as most of Aleron is. Um, and the road continues on uh, heading east. Um, but you uh, you kind of camp here in this little village uh, overnight. There are um, there are people here, but um, the the word that you keep getting is because uh, you guys get there as the sun is starting to set and you hear the people uh, who live there, they're saying, well, better bunker down for the night. Better bunker down. Better hunker. <laughs> nope. It's, I like it's it. what they say. It's what they say in Bayman. They say, they say better bunker down. Uh, bunker no, um, down. I barely know her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're like, yeah, yeah. Uh, hunker down for the night. We, uh, we don't go out at night. So if you need anything from, uh, you know, from anyone here, like, uh, any goods or anything you want to trade, we better do that quick before, before the sun goes down. We don't, we don't go out at night. Are you worried about manticores? Not manticores, no. Wolves. Wolves and other, other creatures that come out at night. Um, even, yeah, you can see them actually like scanning the sky. Like even sometimes, sometimes the owls and the, and the other, uh, the ravens and the crows will, will get a little bit aggressive as well. So we just, uh, 
we go in at night, we don't come back out. You can see that some of these homes here in this village have actually set up like um, spikes and other gates and things around their home that look relatively fresh. You know, some of these some of these stakes that they've put up are uh, they they look like they've been chopped down fairly recently and placed. Um, you also see there there are quite a few homes that are empty, like people have abandoned their homes. And when you ask about that, they say, "Oh yeah, the." The Smith family, the, they moved into town. They headed to Redlam. They, they didn't want to live out here where, uh, where the, the wild seemed to be creeping in more and more every day. So this is recent then. The, it looks like your fortifications are, are newer and the, the people moving away is, is also a, a recent development. I mean, well, yes. Uh, this is a this is like a um, uh, an older an older man who's probably lived here for his whole life within you know a day's ride of Redlam, and maybe has never even been there. Um, you know, just a, a very a, a local uh, a local folk. And he's like, oh, well, I mean, it's definitely gotten worse in, in my day. I mean, I remember. I can remember when I was a boy, you could be out at night swimming in the pond and, um, you know, stay out, sleep under the stars. And nowadays, nobody, nobody risks that anymore. Uh, you never know what will set upon you uh, in the night. Nobody talks to each other anymore. They're always just on their phones. <laughs> nobody works anymore either, you know? <laughs> nobody wants to work. Yeah, nobody wants to work. Oh, man. I love the articles of like every generation saying that about yes. the new generation. Yes. Um, so uh, if there's any trade you want to do or, or anything like that, I'd recommend you do it now before the sun goes down because people here in, in Bayman, they don't, they don't stay out at night. But if you're looking for a place to stay and get out of the, um, out of the rain, um, uh, you can take your pick of any of the homes that, uh, that are not occupied anymore because uh, I don't think they're coming back. Oh, cool. Oh, oh that's not that, creepy. <laughs> you said the Smiths left? That Smith's house sounds fancy. <laughs> when he says the Smiths, he points you over to the, actually the blacksmith shop. But yeah, there is a home. There is there is a home attached. <laughs> okay, I was thinking. I was thinking. Oh, you went to the fantasy name generator again. It came up with Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you say the Smiths, I always think girlfriend in a coma. I know. Anyway, um, no, yeah. So the black and if a double decker boss. <laughs> So, um, with the, uh, with the, uh, the Smith, uh, uh, like the yard, you can pull the wagons in and, and get the horses at least within like a, a little, uh, a wall that separates out the yard from the rest of the village. And then there is room for most of you to go into the actual, uh, Smithy or the home. And then there's a little barn, a little ways off that the rest of you can go in. So I guess I want to know where would you guys like to set up for the night in the barn, in the Smithy or in the home? Tobias and um, Gardenia are in the home, just a heads up. Well, really quick, does this little community, does it coincide with anything on the ancient map we found? Well, um, at this point, you don't probably want to get the map out because it's raining and you don't want to damage the map in any way. Okay, but I don't remember. Okay. Not, not oh. specifically. Okay, we'll take a look later. I moved you over to the actual map of, uh, of Bayman. And for any of our uh, listeners, just a heads up, this map was actually made during one of my streams uh, uh, on, on Twitch that I have not done for months and months, but I would like to get started doing that again. But anyway, uh, yes, yeah, so this map was made with uh, some input from uh, our listeners. I think um, either the smithy or the, uh, the barn would be fine with, uh, uh, with Guy. Which one's closer to the house? Because if our... Our hired help 
or our payers are going to be at the house. I think I'd rather be close to them. Yeah, where's Riley going to um, be sleeping? The smithy is um, right there next to the house. The barn is actually not the smith's barn. It's somebody else's barn that no longer lives here. Um, but the barn is also where the horses will be. I know it's going to be hard for Gee, but I think we should prioritize the money. Which means... <laughs> oh, staying by the people who, you know, yeah. are paying us. Yeah. Okay, then that's fine. Yeah. Okay. So then um, the way that it's going to play out then is in the home, we have Tobias and Gardenia, as well as Ryla. In the smithy, we have you all, and in and as well as Calvin and Dilar. And then in the barn, we have the family. And Serena's with us too? Serena's with you as well. Yeah. So the smithy is okay. kind of packed. Actually, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you, can, you can keep Serena. I mean, at some point, they're like, hey, let's bring her in here so she can rest in a bed. And then you're like, no, 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 we got this. We, you know, we'll set up some blankets here for her. Calden could definitely take the bed, though. I, I'm sure he, he's not used to uh, such dismal uh, accommodation. I'm, I'm just curious to see if he accepts it or if he's like trying to stick around with us. Okay, so there is a little you're trying to gather some info and being a little deceptive. So it's not a big lie. So what I'll say is just because you're all trying to figure this out, I would like you, Sylvie, to make a deception check because you have ulterior motives, but you can make it with advantage because of the situation. Okay, that is a 16. All right. Um, Oh, oh, man. So he rolled a natural 16. Um, okay. He says, yeah, I'll, I'll take the bed. That, that would be very nice. And he goes into the home. Good night. Uh, what's everyone's passive insights? 13 for Ornan. 11 for Guy. 17 for Mogram. 10 for Sylvie. Mogram, um, there was a change in Calvin's demeanor at the mention of leaving you to go sleep in the bed. You, 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 I think you get the impression he wasn't going to sleep in the bed. And then he, his demeanor changed when Sylvie offered it to him. And, um, and then he decided to go and that there, there was a, a definite change in his, in his, and like the, just the feel in the room around him got a little colder. Oh man. I hope it didn't make us an enemy. I was just, I was just curious if he was going to stay with us. Honestly, I'm kind of hoping we didn't hurt his feelings. I don't know. He's a little bit of a stage five clinger, though, especially if you're not that into him. You might want to cut him loose early. Dilar has found uh, like a little uh, stick. He's playing fetch with Pranceful and he's like, what's a stage five clinger? I don't know what that means. (laughs) That's when you have to go to the bathroom and you've wiped a couple of times (laughs) and it's just (laughs) hanging on. You got to keep wiping it until those stage five cleaners just get right off your tush. It's like there's and a he, marker back there. <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you. He looks at you, uh, Ornan, and he's like, what do you do about that? Like, how do you, like, well, like, you just keep wiping? Like, but it gets so sore. Well, that's why they call it stage five. It's, uh, it's just, it gets <laughs> rightly burning back there. And he's like, yeah, it does. And then he goes back to playing fetch. Anyway. All right. You- hey, Dila, did you want to go sleep in the house too? Or did you want to stay here with us? Uh, he kind of looks around and you can sense his demeanor change. So I'll be like, no, I want to stay with you guys. Okay. I, I need to stay. I need to stay. I need to stay with you guys. Lady Myra said that you guys would protect me. So I need to stay with you guys. Well, if you want to stay in the house, I can go in the house with you. Dila, why don't you, why don't you go with Guy into the house? 
We'll take Pranceful, just get you someplace a little more comfortable. You've been sleeping on the ground, and there's not really a lot here in the in the blacksmith's shop for us to sleep. Do you want to sleep on an anvil? No. Yeah. So let's get you in the house. We'll find you a, a nice little corner, maybe some some old blankets or some hay or something. Okay, sure, yeah. All right, so then um, Guy and Dila, you guys go into the house. You can see that the house is relatively small. It's got like one bedroom, and then it's just got like a living space, and um, Tobias is in the bedroom, uh, and Gardenia is, uh, she's in the living space. Ryla is also in the living space, and um, who else? Oh, Kelvin is in the kind of the the family room area Um, but it is drier here than in the blacksmith shop as well as then in in the barn Um, and you'll be more comfortable here for sure okay so now we have everyone bedding down for the night we have ornan and sylvie and magram out in the uh in the smithy and we've got Guy and dilar and calden and a couple other people in the home is there anything anybody wants to do tonight did Calden did Calden react to me coming into the house as well? I feel like I'm trying to keep him not angry in case my fears are totally unfounded. So you're actively trying to like figure out what he what he's feeling. Why don't you make an insight check? I guess I'm not trying to figure out what he's feeling. I guess I'm just trying to put on the airs that there's nothing weird between us. Or that okay. there's no he doesn't he doesn't need to feel like there's something weird between us. Okay. Right. I'm gonna have yes, I'm gonna have you make a deception check. Uh, you can make that with advantage as well. Um, because you got Pranceful there with you and Dilar. <laughs> like the fact that we left him out of his watch and also told him to go inside, like it was a coincidence. We're not it's not personal. Yeah, and I got a 21 deception. Yeah, perfect. Okay, so yeah, he's you can see that he's a little bit he's not as like chummy with you as he kind of was but he's also not like it's kind of that that kind of thing where you start to hang out with somebody along a lot and then you kind of start to hit your rhythm of what the relationship actually is and you get the impression maybe he's maybe he's finding that rhythm and he realizes that maybe the friendship or the connection that you guys had is not what he thought it was but it's not necessarily bad does that make sense what i'm saying yeah there's really there's not much to me (laughs) <laughs> awesome people get bored of me no. uh kidding kidding there's there's so much to gee he's so interesting he's gay he likes classical music there's many interesting things about him not totally gay not totally straight no nobody got that, oh, what's that from? okay never mind no, no. it's a willem defoe quote in an interview it's it's a sound on tiktok never mind oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, is it from when he was was he talking about boondock saints I honestly have no idea. I know it from the TikTok audio. I thought at least Scott would have backed <laughs> me up on that, but I, I I've know. heard it. I've heard it too. Yeah, but I can't remember where it's from. Okay. Well, all right. Well, you guys are here in uh, Bayman. Anybody want to talk to anybody or um, have any conversations this night? Is Serena in the Smith with us? Yes, she is. Yeah. Once everybody kind of settles down for the night, she actually kind of sits up and pre- pre- does and stops pretending to be asleep. Um, and you guys have a conversation. She asks you like how it feels for you to be leaving your home and leaving your family. And, you know, are you scared like she is because she's never known anything but Barograd. And, uh, you know, she's just kind of trying to get some, um, some comfort and some, uh, some reassurance from you. Well, life has chapters and, 
Then it eventually comes to an end, and I think we're just changing chapters this time round. Everything's going to work out. Don't you worry. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. I, I just find myself thinking on Henry. <laughs> oh, you're, you're much better off now that you've left him. The things you told me he oh, did. Oh, I am, for sure. Well, I'm rightly glad you've, le- you've moved on. He left the toilet seat up. It was the Miracle Whip <laughs> over mayonnaise. I could not handle that. That's horrifying. I said, I said, we, could be a, I said we could be a two-jar family, and he insisted it had to be Miracle Whip. <laughs> two-jar family. <laughs> yes. Miracle Whip and Best Foods mayonnaise. Yes. Uh, it's Hellman's. There's room in the fridge. In, Bar- in, in, uh, in Alaron <laughs> Barry, it's Hellman's. It's Hellman's. Yeah, fantastic. All right, awesome. Anything else anybody wants to talk about this night? You can hear animals tonight. You can hear um, what sounds like uh, a little bit um, uh, different than the coyotes yipping and howling. You can hear the the more... Um, the melodious howls of wolves out in the woods. You can hear the hooting of owls. You can hear the um, the sounds of like animals fighting, like the the hiss and scratch of cats that are going at it. You can hear like dogs barking. It seems like nothing, uh, like none of the animals around have settled down for the night, like you would expect them to. Right. Everything seems kind of on edge as far as the animals are concerned. Even like the cows in the field are mooing and um, you can hear them moving around like the bells on their on their neck. You can hear them jingling a lot more than you would expect um, at night. Well, should we do some watches? I know we're undercover, but I'd feel better if someone were awake just making sure we're safe. Um, Yeah, I think that is a reasonable idea. I'd be happy to take the first the first stab at it this time. All right, I'll do the middle ground. I don't mind taking the last shift. And Serena, you just rest up. You start feeling better. Like, okay, I will. Um, Yes, I, I'm actually feeling quite well already, but once we're in Redlam, I'll just kind of slip away and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll start over. Thank you. Thank you so much, Orton, for talking to me. Oh, of course. What I'm going to have everybody do is... I'm not going to have you guys roll tonight. I think you guys are in a relatively safe place. And what you notice is things that are obvious. Um, You know, at one point you guys are in the smithy. The smithy, the part where you're sleeping in is not exactly completely closed off. But, um, you know, it's got a wall around it. And um, at one point you hear racing by the side of the smithy. You hear like like the sound of paws running. And then all of a sudden, like... Three seconds later, you hear like two dogs just going at it like they do and, uh, you know, just uh, fighting. And then uh, then it breaks off after a couple seconds and you hear like okay, running off. When in you say going at it. Yeah, going at it. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> no, you uh, like fighting, like animals fighting. You, at one point you hear cats hissing and you know, that like. And then, um, you know, you can like uh, you can just tell that. Bayman is uneasy here at night. This place has bad, bad energy. It does have a bad energy. Um, yeah, the night goes on. You do your watches and you wake up in the morning and you get everything ready to go. Um, everybody survived the night. Nobody got attacked or anything, but it was restless to some degree just because of all the noise around. But any dead animals the next morning? Um, yes, as a matter of fact, 
there is. You do find a dead cat, and you find um, a dead um, a dead owl, actually. And that's what you find here. You also see a couple of like dogs like limping a little bit around the village. Sorry for anybody who loves animals. I'm sorry that this might be a little bit triggering, but um, yeah. So sorry about that. I probably should have given a warning before. Do the, do the animals seem less anxious during the day when we're getting ready to leave? Um, they just seem to not want to be around each other right like the dogs that are limping around they are giving each other a wide berth right cats are um walking around like solitary you see like a cat lounging um up against uh, a wall and you might expect another cat to kind of come around and kind of start sniffing but the cats don't they don't go near each other are there people milling about at all yeah yeah people are up you have people up and you have people like uh you know uh saying all right come on old bessie and trying to get um their cow moving because cows are always named old bessie and you have another one who's like come on (laughs) buttons it's time to start uh rounding up the sheep and then one of the dogs like will come to his call but at one point like the dog starts to like look around then he's like buttons buttons back to me to me and i cast like kind of grab the dog by the collar and and kind of like like look him in the eyes and, and and talk to him. It's almost like even the tame or the trained animals are starting to maybe act a little bit more wild. I think Sylvie would kind of go over to that farmer and say something along the lines of, it, it seems like uh, something around here is maybe making the animals extra skittish. Seems like all of them are acting a little funny. How long has that been going on? Say, so, oh, well, it's, uh, I mean, it's been... It's been getting worse over the last couple of months, but I mean, I mean, it's honestly, honestly, it's been it's been this way for a while, for a year or more. But it just seems in the last last couple of months, I mean, people have been packing up and leaving there. Can you believe that a week ago we had two milk cows that tried to kill each other? Milk cows, the most docile things we have here. And these are not the bulls. These are the the milk cows, heavy laden udders just dragging on the ground and they were charging each other, trying to kill each other. I've were never, they swinging udders at each other? They were swinging milk udders. Flying? Milk flying. It was trying like to that movie each other Kung Pao. It was like that movie Kung Pao. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I've never seen the like of it in all my life. Anyway, I've got to go get my sheep and see if any of them are missing uh, you never know buttons ran down the road there you might want to go catch him too hopefully he's after the sheep uh, back, <laughs> buttons buttons back to me and then he kind of heads off um the wagons are all loaded up and um ryla's itching to move she's like all right we can make it to redlam by nightfall let's start moving and finish this Move him out. Move him out. Rawhide. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the words. I just know the rawhide part. So on the way, can I get Calden to come sit uh, on the, like the drive next to me at Shotgun? Yeah, for sure. 100%. <laughs> yeah, he's just next to you. And I'll try to have like a little bit of a, a private, more private conversation. I know everybody's in the back, but I'll try to like just keep it a little hushed between the two of us. He's like, yeah, Guy, what, what, what's up? What do you need? I've been trying to just, I don't know, ignore things for a while, but it seems that... He puts his hand on your leg. <laughs> I had questions for you, honestly, about about your book and about how you do what you do. He looks around. Don't worry, they're fine. Don't worry about them. About how I do what I do? Yes. Okay. 
I mean, I'll tell you about mine. I'll show you mine if you show me yours. <laughs> Jeez. No, um, make a persuasion check. Okay. That is an 18. Okay. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, how does how does yours work? So, honestly, before this year, nothing. There was nothing. And uh, through some different circumstances, this this book... This is a, uh, it's actually a, a grimoire, I believe it'd be called, owned by an ancient family. Um, it kind of fell into my possession. And as I began to, to read it and study it, I found that there were some, there were some passages in there that I understood and that I, I started to feel some changes in, in myself and what I was able to do and I noticed some physical changes too it's strange I know but uh it's all very new for me and it's not something I sought out but I feel like I feel maybe like this book sought me out that makes sense I've heard of strange things like that happening yes um this book sought you out so like the book has a mind of its own no I don't know if it has a mind of its own but it has a history it has it has a presence, but I wouldn't say it has a mind. I don't Fascinating. Know. That is that is vastly different than how I do what I do. My book does not work that way. My book, and he kind of looks around and he pulls out his book, and it's a you know it's a leather bound tome, large like like um, organic chemistry sized uh, textbook. <laughs> um, okay, so big. it's it's hefty. It's hefty. Um, the paper is a little bit thicker than you know than that, but. Um, and he kind of looks around and he opens it up and inside you see um, drawings and scrawlings and different um, uh, symbols. And he's like, my book, my book was empty and um, it took years of effort and learning and seeking out different um, information to fill up my book. See, your book gives you knowledge we'll say my book i had to seek out the knowledge and put it into my book does that make sense so you think you're better than me is what you're saying <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding i i don't have power innately inside of me every ounce of power that i have i have had to seek out on my own interesting okay i was just I was I was wondering, but it's also kind of a taboo subject, you know. I feel there's been a little distance between us, and maybe that's just the nature of our whole the whole time we've known each other. There's been there's had to be secrets. There's had to be things that we kept out from conversation. Well, I yes, well, I've been out in Asteria, in the islands to the south, and there it's not nearly. Aona doesn't have the sway uh, down in the islands that she has here in Via Severia. And um, my, my uh, uh, predilection for uh, seeking out knowledge was not nearly as frowned upon there as it is here. However, there's not as much to learn in Asteria. It's a series of islands and archipelagos that um, doesn't have the information, the, the repositories that Via Severia has. I've heard there are pirates and Vikings out there. Uh, basically, yes. Yar. 
Um, <laughs> yar, uh, 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 dang it. <laughs> yar, yar, Leaf Erickson. <laughs> <laughs> yar, shivering me timbers. <laughs> Kelton kind of fades off as, she, as he's talking. Okay. Um, and this trip continues on. As you continue on this road, suddenly you, not suddenly, um, over time, you realize that you are traveling downhill, uh, gradually, not a steep grade, but just gradually going downhill more and more and more. And at some point, you come around a turn in the road and you can see out in front of you, uh, the ground falls away um, down a slope as you come down out of the Aleron Heights, which is where the Shadow Pines, the whole Aleron Barony is up in these heights, up in these um, alpine kind of hills and um, and forests. And you see that it, the land opens up around this large lake. This lake that you know is called Crimson Vale Lake. You can see to the north that a river comes down out of the mountains to feed this lake. You can see that the river that you've been following the river is the uh, the Bedden River uh, that you've been following. That feeds into this lake as well. Uh, yeah, the lake is called Crimson Vale Lake. And you can see that the Bedden River uh, continues on south out of the lake. And you would know that that continues on, you know, going down uh, towards uh, the next lake, which would be the Stillwater Lake, which is where the capital Mirloff is. And if you continue following it, it will go through the Siren Valley, uh, which is kind of this mountain valley. It passes between uh, the, through the mountain range um, that's down there further south, and then eventually out to another lake and then out to the sea. This is a major waterway, and you are here at the north end of this of this waterway here in Crimson Vale Lake. But most importantly, um, on this side of the lake, on the south side, you can see that there is this inlet, or not inlet, there is this uh, sort of peninsula of land that juts out into the lake on the south side. And there you see the city of Redlam. Redlam is a true city. The only true city in all of Alaron Barony. Beregrad was large, but it was a large town. Redlam is a walled city. We're talking turreted walls. We have round watchtowers. We have three different gates to get into the city, and the rest of it is protected. There is a uh, a port on the north end that feeds out into Crimson Vale Lake. You can see the different um, kind of the different districts just from your vantage point. It's it seems like the castle is a little bit south of center uh, central in the in the city um, it's a large sprawling complex you can see that there are squares and there are markets you can see that there is sort of a, a north east section of the city there is a western section there's like a southern section you can even from this vantage point from up here if you squint uh, and, and look really hard you can see uh, the different buildings that would represent maybe some temples or some churches uh, there's also uh, from here in just north of the castle, you can see this other uh, unique building. It is a large tower, um, but it's not a round tower. It's like uh, if you take a round tower and then you split it in half and pull those two halves apart, and then you also have a central building uh, that uh, is in the center of the uh, of the city. And you would know that that is called the Prolian Archives. Um, and you know that the uh, the castle here is called Umbral Pike Keep. 
Um, people who have passed through Redlam before, you know that there are a few different uh, temples. Uh, you would know that there is definitely a church of, uh, of Aona here. Uh, you've heard that there's a chapel to Torm. And then outside of the city, there are a couple of other chapels. You know, there's a shrine to Sylvania, to Sil to Sylvanus, um, as well as a temple to uh, Myleki um, on the outside of the town. But other than that, this is a... a, a, a leaky peeny. <laughs> <laughs> so her name is Myleki. I is, know, I know. Yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, this city is a large city. Anything you want, you can probably get here in the city. Okay. Um, and um, that is what you see as you approach the city of Redlam. Uh, you start heading down out of the hills, uh, gradually getting lower and lower until you approach the southern gate of the city. Um, when you approach the southern gate of the city, there are some guards out in front and uh, they start calling you in, uh, waving you on, saying, come on in before the sun sets. We close the gates. Nothing comes in after dark. And, you know, you're not the only people traveling here into the city. Uh, that's kind of their their mantra that they are chanting as people approach the city. Come in. We close the gates at, at dark. They don't open again till dawn. You don't want to be out here after dark. And you enter into the city um, as you get inside the city walls. Ryla pulls the carts over, kind of off on a little side street. Uh, she informs you all, well, this is, uh, this is where we leave you. This is uh, as far as this, this trip goes. So if you all want to unload your belongings, um, if you need help getting your things where you need to be, just let me know. I can find some help, some porters or some, some other people to help you get your things where they need to go. But if... If we're done, if you're done traveling with me, then uh, you're you're free to take your things and and uh, and go on your way. And don't forget, if you ever need to travel again, uh, just look for me here. I'll be back and forth to Redlam uh, throughout the throughout the next couple of months uh, until I figure out where I want to go to. I honestly, I thought you were gonna white fang us there for a second. You're gonna say you can just get your things and get you can go on get out of here. Go on, get. <laughs> I, thought you, I thought you were gonna say that we hope you have a great time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah. So anyway, um, so after she gives that little spiel, you see like the family starts gathering up their belongings and they start uh, moving uh, moving off. Um, she comes to you all and she. Um, she reaches uh, down and grabs a little a little um, coin purse off of her belt, and she reaches in and she says, "Thank you for all of your help with this travel." And she gives each of you five gold for your five days of traveling and guarding the caravan. After what we found in the uh, the the crypt of the Forgotten Queen, <laughs> this feels like so little. Yeah. Yeah, I know. But I mean, it'll keep you guys living here in the city, you know, for weeks. You know, that five gold. I'll, I'll say to her, I'll say, well, thank you. It was a pleasure working for you, Ryla. And you know, now that we're not working together, there wouldn't be any, I don't know, HR issues were <laughs> we to get to know each other a little better, a little less formally. Good heavens, Guy. <laughs> I'm good at this. I'm <laughs> we're standing in the middle of the crowd now. <laughs> I guess we're about to find out. <laughs> you guys have entered into the city through the south, uh, the south gate, uh, and you guys have entered a part of the city called the Sweet Quarter. Um, she says, "I tell you what, if you want to buy me a drink, I'll be at the Oaken Throne, and I'll be here for the next couple of nights. 
Find me there. Hubba hubba. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tired. I didn't say that. I have no idea what I'm saying. Uh, no, it was All great. Right. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, uh, after Ryla kind of gives you that spiel, um, uh, Tobias comes on over and he um, he says, All right, well, I appreciate all of your help with everything. And um, what did he agree to pay you? Was it the same? Missed, missed opportunity for Tobias to basically say, So I'll. Uh I'll be at the uh, Oaken uh, <laughs> here to, the next couple of days if you want to. So Tobias, not that would I be working together anymore. This connection is undeniable. <laughs> uh, he says, he says, um, yeah. See, he pays you each five gold as well. I think that was the agreement, right? Well, if I recall, I said if there was if there was blood, we'd get paid a little extra, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so he each get paid ten gold. Okay, I'll take it. He says, he says, I appreciate all that you've done for me in Berograd and on the road. Uh, you have been, you've been essential uh, for not only for me and my life, but for, for the barony. Uh, you are, I mean, I, I, I can't grant you the title heroes of the barony, but to me, you're heroes. Um, heroes? Question mark, maybe, is what you call it? <laughs> Did you hear that? Heroes of the barony. We are now officially heroes of the barony. Wow, that's quite the honor. Thank you, Tobias. Thank you. <laughs> I, I said I said I cannot officially. Well, oh, to, okay, so <laughs> I appreciate all of this, um, all this joshing. Um, but I do. Um, I have one more wish uh, of you. Um, because of everything that's happened, uh, I will need to go make a report to the Baron. I would, I would hope that should the need arise uh, for a, a testimony to the Baron of all that happened, that I can be counted on you. Um, and you, Gardenia, and she nods and she says, of course, uh, but also you four, you have, you've been here through all of it. I would uh, hope that you would, that you would speak for me uh, to the Baron if, if needed. Well, I, I don't know how long we're going to be in town, but... I mean, I'm sure Gardenia could could give word on our behalf. He says, well, tell me where you're staying, uh, if you've decided where you're going to stay, and uh, if the Baron needs you, I mean, uh, frankly, if the Baron needs you, then the Baron needs you. And, uh, um, you know, as a favor to me or not, if the Baron calls for you, then, then, then the Baron's calling for you, if you understand what I'm saying. But, you know, has this. We don't know where we're going to be staying yet, so... I'll be in touch, and you don't need to worry about it. I can be in touch. Or we'll come find Gardenia. But if he needs you, how will he find you? He's the Baron. It seems like if he needs us, like you said, he'll find us. I'll be in touch. I'll talk with you every night. It'll be fun. It'll be like... We'll be like schoolgirls. Giggling and and, and (laughs) gossiping. (laughs) I don't know how you'll find me. I'll be in the castle. Oh, don't worry about it. I have my ways. Oh, you'll be in the castle. That's where we'll find you. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the castle... Uh, this is not a video game where you can just walk in the front castle and go talk to the king, right? This is, <laughs> sorry, he doesn't say that, but... We don't, we don't... I'll let you know. We'll find our place where we're going to stay tonight, and I'll let you know, okay? Make a persuasion check. Uh, ooh, that's a nat 20 for a 27. <laughs> Hell yeah, we never let you down so far. <laughs> he says, for anybody else, I would insist, but for you, I, I trust you with all of my being. You've saved me on multiple occasions, and you've proven to be incredibly trustworthy and and true friends. 
and he claps Yuichi <laughs> on the shoulder, and then he says, "Gardenia, let's uh, let's make for the castle." And then he takes the wagon full of treasure and he leaves you. I want everyone to make perception checks. Oof. Actually, or you can use your passive perception. That's okay. I'm gonna roll it. I rolled my passive perception, which is 14. <laughs> Margram nice. got a 12. Ornan got a 14. Sylvie got a six. Um, all right. As you are standing here, um, you all split up and people start moving in different directions. Family moves off one way. You've got um, uh, Serena thanks you for everything. And then she kind of looks around and sl- slips away into the into the, uh, the alleyways and streets of the of the city. Um, you've got uh, uh, Calden, who uh, he informs you that he's been here before and he's going to go uh he's going to get a, a room at the uh um at the oaken throne okay he'd he would like to meet up again for dinner or something with all of you um and then eventually the four of you are left alone with dilar okay i would like to take out my the note that i got from the pastoral of shantaya back in Baragran. Mm-hmm and yeah. see where I'm supposed to go. Um, as you open up the note, it just has um, one, uh, it has, it just, all it says is Thistledown Threads. Okay. As, uh, anything else anybody wants to do? Right Ornan now? wants to find a bank. Okay. Or <laughs> and, somewhere and, where he can send money. And I'll say, I'll say, um, I'll take Dila. We're going to go find somebody. Say, everybody, now would be a good time to, to, to say, to, to tell Dila how much you appreciate him and, and, and how you wish him the absolute best. Whoa, wait, you're not taking Dila away, are you? I thought the plan was... I, I understand what you're saying, Guy, and I get it. Dilar, you are such a, a, a great little lad and... And you love berries and cream. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I knew it. I knew berries it. and cream. Sorry. Oh my gosh, that's so great. And you've got some things you're learning about yourself. Guy will get you taken care of. You're going to be safe. You're, you're safe with wherever Guy's going to take you. As you guys are talking, Sorry, what did you, oh, I'm oh. cutting you off. I'm cutting you off. Uh, you guys are all kind of talking and, and like um, putting your hands on his shoulder and giving like Sylvie's about to say something really meaningful and then somebody bumps into you and you guys kind of, uh, you guys look around and you see like crowds of people are moving north. Um, you know, and you hear like this, this, um, this little chatter in the background. You hear like, oh, oh, can you believe that? Oh my goodness. It's going to have, and you can't make out necessarily what people are saying, uh, but people are moving north. Some people are like hustling. Um, and uh, yeah, that's happening around you. Is there a hanging? We better, we better see what's going on here. Margram's going to start heading that way. This is the hubbub of lamplighters. As you say, is there a hanging? You hear somebody, somebody looks over and says, uh, no, a burning. Uh, they, they, they got a witch. Uh, they're going to, th- th- there's a stake in Cinder Sylvie, Square. Sylvie is going to glare at Guy and be like, you are not leaving him in the city. I will put my hand on Sylvie's shoulder and I'll just quickly say, he won't be in town. That's the point. Oh, I gotcha. Fair enough. Oh, it's named Cinder Square. Oh my <laughs> yes. god, that's that's not ominous at all. <laughs> well, it's so so. It's not. It's not. It's not officially called Cinder Square. This here in the north part in this so north central. This is the Church of Iona, 
and uh, what they kind of explain to you is just north there is a, a square it's not really it never really had a name um but um now they call it cinder square as it is out in front of the church of aona and that is where everyone is headed are you guys following the crowds yeah we got it we got to yeah. see what's going on yeah. with this. <laughs> at a safe distance uh, actually no you know what you guys can follow the crowd i'm gonna take dilar and try to find this other place i don't think he needs to see this Okay. Uh, I don't I don't like this. What splitting up? No, the the lamplighters. <sighs> Dilar, it's okay. You just come with me and we're going to go we're, we'll go it was Thistle Thread. We're meeting back up at the, the Oak yes. Tavern. Thistle at, Thread. No, Thistle Thistle Down Threads. Thistle Down Threads. I'll meet I'll meet you back at Oaken Throne. At the Oaken Throne. All right. We'll, we'll be there tonight. As you guys start moving north through the city, um, uh, Guy, you ask for directions, and what you're told is that um, Thistledown Threads, it sounds like a shop that's over in Lakeside. No, wait, sorry. It's over in uh, High Ward um, on uh, Silverhand Lane, um, which is a nice part of town. Uh, people say, oh, yeah, oh, Thistledown Threads, yeah, they make really good things. And they kind of look at you like, are you sure that you can afford it? You know, that kind of thing. Um, you and Dealer head off north. You go past the, uh, the, the temple, the Church of Torm. Uh, and then as you all are, you all kind of start out heading in the same direction. Um, you go past the castle. The castle is uh, this heavily fortified um, uh, structure. You can tell that there are like buildings inside of the castle. It's like a wall with like fortified buildings inside. There's a tall tower that you can see over the wall. Um, and then you split up and heading into High Ward off a little further to the east, we have um, Guy and uh, Dilar heading towards Silverhand Lane. Um, then we have Magram and Sylvian Ornan who head north through this large open square to the north of, um, of the castle. This square does have a name. This square is um, like, oh, never mind. This square does not have a name yet. <laughs> you go through this square and you can see that um, you're passing uh, uh, kind of next to this, uh, the archives that I described earlier, the the round tower that's kind of split in half and there's like an extra building inside but it's still very very tall the prolian archives and then you move past that and you can see the church of aona it's got um manicured lawns it's got a fence around it and in the front of uh the chapel i'm going to move you all over to this map Guy, you are not there but i have you on here anyway so you can see you guys come along this uh, this street. You know how in like uh, medieval cities you'll have streets that are set up above and then like stairs that go down to streets down below. You're on this kind of upper level street and you cur- you're kind of uh, moving between some of these houses and you come to this large crowd of people. They are gathered up around the, uh, the banister here uh, looking over down into this square that they call Cinder Square. As you look out um, here in the center of of this little courtyard, you see a sight that some of you have probably seen before. As you approach this crowd, you see see gobs and gobs of people just looking down. You can see that um, surrounding the square, you see uh, some guards. These guards are wearing um, the red and white tabard or um, surcoat of the Baron. Okay, they are standing um, kind of on the periphery and they are looking at the crowd and they are also looking towards the center of the square. In the center of the square, what we see is we see this big pile of wood stacked up with this big post coming up out of the middle of it and um, strapped to the 
um, the the post, we see a woman. We'll talk about her in a second. Um, surrounding this woman and this pile of wood, we see a lot of different figures. They're all dressed in similar, um, well, I shouldn't say they're all dressed in similar robes. They're all wearing black and gold, which is kind of the symbol or the color of Aeona. Um, and they all are bearing um, some kind of iconography, uh, the flame motif. Um, the people that we see, though, we see standing to the west, we see like a, a man in his 30s who is dressed in robes. He is some sort of priest of Aeona. Um, and uh, down to the south, we see another man. This man is dressed in a little bit more ornate robes. He is probably in his 50s. He's got a gray, like silvery beard. Uh, and he is, uh, he is actually addressing the crowd. To the north of this pyre, we see another um, another priest or prelate. Um, we see this this woman who's also in her 30s, uh, wearing uh, robes that are more like the other 30 year olds, so less uh, less extravagant, um, but some sort of uh, official representative of the quote Church of Aeona. And then between those three. Um, prelates and we'll just say the, the 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 older man is an arch prelate, and then the two others are prelates, which are uh, officiants in the actual Church of Aeona. We have um, two warriors, and they are standing next to two figures. And I'm going to describe these figures. They are um, well. There's a man and there's a woman, and the man is kind of hunched over. He looks unkempt. He's wearing long robes. He's got long it's like scrolls pinned to his uh to his robe the woman is similarly dressed she's wearing a robe of some sort you can see that she's got a book on her hip and you can see that she also has like um these little short little prayer rolls or something pinned to her robe you see that she's got like um uh like a a, a flame motif uh like tiara like a like a tiara or circlet on her head um you can see that she is also like um she looks uneasy both of these figures look uneasy and standing next to them, you see warriors dressed in uh, like white tabards with black trim, uh, bearing the iconography of Aeona. Um, and they are, these warriors are each standing very, very close to these kind of um, these figures who have these scrolls pinned to their robes. I want Magram. Magram, what's your insight? Your passive is like what? 17. Yeah. Passive is 17. Magram, you know exactly what these groups of people are. The warrior and the, the man with the scrolls, and then the warrior and the woman with the scrolls, you know exactly what these are. Magram, in your younger days, there were times where you may have been talking with some of your colleagues or your, your cohort about different ideas and different, um, different, um, different theories. And this, what you're seeing is a theory come to life that you are uh you remember hearing about it from from some of your colleagues that they were contemplating a way to use arcane power against itself to let the church of aeona sanction the use of arcane magics in order to combat arcane magics. And the theory was that you would have somebody who would study arcane magic and you would ward them as best you could from the corruption of the arcane. Um, and you would also have some sort of guardian 
or a watcher who would watch over them to make sure they did not become corrupted by uh, the arcane powers that they were wielding. And that is what you are seeing right here. Two different groups of these, um, basically, um, these heretics for Aona, if that makes sense what I'm saying. Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So it looks like what you're seeing is you're seeing a woman on the pyre you're seeing two groups of these zealot, um, inquisitorial um, uh, heretics that are sanctioned. And then surrounding that, you see these three, what you would expect to be like regular um, prelates and and uh, and uh, representatives of the Church of Iona. This is kind of a weird, um, a weird uh, uh, group that you've never seen before. But as you approach this older man um, at the bottom, the arch prelate, he finishes up speaking, and so you didn't actually hear anything that he said, except for something about a witch and, um, you know, uh, Aona's justice. He turns around and he points at this woman who is tied to the pyre. Sylvie, you recognize this woman. Oh, no. This is a woman named Jellowin, and she is an elf. She is... Um, older. She's got the um, the age lines that you know comes with advanced age for elves. Uh, you know that she is a practitioner of arcane power because, I mean, you knew her when you were growing up. She was around in your community. Um, she is doing the same thing that you are doing. And it looks like she's been caught. Before anybody can do anything, as the arch prelate points back at this woman that you know, Sylvie, you see one of the prelates, these these uh, traditional, uh, more traditional um, followers of Aona, has a torch and starts to step forward towards this pyre. But before they can, both of these arcane heretics, they turn towards this pyre and they each cast a firebolt at it. And instantly, this uh, wood pile that is soaked in oil just goes up. And before you know it, you can't even see Jellowin because the flames have gotten so big, but you can hear her screams. As you watch, you see the woman who cast the spell. You see her start to shake her head and kind of slap the side of her head. You see the man who cast the spell turn and stick his finger down his throat to throw up, to get that, that, um, uh, the taint of using arcane power out of him so he can still stay pure to the visions of Aeona. And that is where we are stopping for tonight. Oh, jeez. Dude, I don't like it, but I like it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not Jello. <laughs> I know. I realized as I said it out loud, fantasy name generator. Yeah, um, that was a good call, dude. I'm so glad Dealer wasn't there to see that. Yeah. It is, uh, it's wild. Uh, you are seeing um, the, the introduction, at least here, of a new sect of Aeonan Inquisitors who use arcane power against arcane users. Ugh. All right. Well, hey, on that note, thank you guys for playing. This was yeah. a fun one. I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. Don't forget. You left off on it. such a high note, Paul. I mean, I'm feeling uh, so good. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh, there's more. We're in a big city now. 
all kinds of opportunity for some fun. Anyway, go check out our Discord, and if you want to know what the city of Redlam looks like, uh, go become a patron. You can see it on our wiki. Um, you can see the city of Redlam, and as it grows and as new places are um, developed and as we discover new things, they will pop up on the map as well. And until we get together next time, we hope you have a great time. Go buy a button. <laughs> <laughs> <Nailed it. laughs>